The F1 Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T. We're also brought to you by the SGPN store and their big Cyber Monday sale. You get 20% off of everything in the store for one day only this Monday using the code CYBER at store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Get ready for speed. You just wait, sunshine. You just wait. Get ready for the passion. To whom it may concern you. Get ready for the raw emotion. Si, ragazzi! Grazie, grazie, grazie! Dai, forza Ferrari! Get ready for the F1 Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Now, here are your hosts, Rod Gomez and Cody Z. Here to put a bow on what was the 2022 World Championship season of the Formula One series. It is the F1 Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He is Cody Zeeb. I am Rod Gomez. Hopefully you are all well-fed and well-napped now after what should have been a fantastic Thanksgiving weekend for you. Cody, we were talking a little bit offline. We uh, we definitely both have had some good food and some good family friend uh, fun over the course of the Thanksgiving holiday. So welcome back to reality. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, way too much food, plenty of pie, good time with family. Uh, what more can you ask for, right? I don't know that there's much more other than obviously winning money on your bets, but that's uh, that's always a good thing. Um, of course. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've given we've given the F1 season a week to sort of percolate and simmer and simmer down. Uh, as uh, that's actually two completely different things, right? Percolate and simmer down. Whatever. We've given <laughs> yeah, it time. <laughs> we've given it time to simmer. Now that uh, now that the season is over, we finished it off in Abu Dhabi as they do season in and season out. Uh, but Cody again. <laughs> it wasn't even an issue of who was going to win. People were fighting over second place for everything in this manufacturer, for driver standings, for all sorts of things. It's just the field was chasing Max Verstappen, not just in the race, but just in general. Yeah, it, uh, it was an exciting day, uh, and we, we talked about that, obviously, uh, on, on last episode when we were previewing the race, that even though, obviously, Max has had the championship wrapped up, Red Bull had the championship wrapped up. There was still plenty of stuff out there to decide, and uh, it was decided for sure. Uh, plenty of plenty of battles throughout the field, and uh, and yeah, uh, Ferrari and Charles Leclerc uh, take home second place in, in both of the respective uh, point standings there. And yet, you know, so I know that they talked about it throughout the broadcast, and as far as Sergio Perez, such a just a valiant charge toward the front, right? I mean, just to try to make it to where he could get within striking distance. Look, a couple more laps, he'd have been there. I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely positively uh, sure that if this was a 70-lap race, 
he would have been there at the end fighting for at least second place with Sergio Perez. But I know they talked about the fact that that point that Max Verstappen didn't give up a couple of races ago didn't come into play. But you got to think that that had to linger in his mind a little bit, right? Yeah, he had to be thinking about it. Yeah, and I wish, man, if we could have got a couple more laps, see those guys battle it out like side by side. I know he was catching them there, but didn't didn't quite get to him. Um, but yeah, that would have been an epic duel, I think, trying to hold him off and, and see if Checo could get around him cleanly and what what Shaw would have done to to keep him behind him, maybe. But uh, yeah, you you have to think that lingers in his mind. Uh, it's kind of interesting now. I know that. Checo, I think, has two more years on his contract, but Daniel Ricciardo back at Red Bull as the reserve driver. Now, granted, that means we're probably not going to see him on the track uh, in you know 2023 necessarily, but back in the building, kind of working his way back into things. Uh, does that mean they maybe cut ties from Checo a little early if he doesn't like the way things are going and put Danny back in that ride for 2024? Obviously, that's all a little bit getting ahead of the game, but uh, it'll be kind of interesting to watch how those two guys play next year with each other and see if, if it leads to an early exit for uh, Checo with, you know, being unhappy with the teammate situation, which is what happened with Ricardo back. You know, he, he could see Max was going to be what Max is and didn't, you know, he wanted to be the big dog and decided to leave. Obviously, that didn't work out maybe the way he had hoped. Uh, and so it's kind of come full circle. It'd be interesting to see him get back in that ride. I'd love to see it personally as a, as a Ricardo fan, but uh, that's going to be an interesting story to watch as we go into next year is how those guys do treat each other because of the way we saw it kind of come down at the end here where Max was like, basically, no, fuck him. I, I'm the top dog here. You don't ask me to, to bow down to anyone. I'm the king. <laughs> You know, and and I guess if you win 16 races, you've earned the right to be a little bit headstrong. But, I mean, I try to teach my students, I try to teach my kids, and maybe to my detriment and to their detriment, have a little humility. I mean, that's that's really all there is to it. Like, yes, you're on top of the world well, now, but, yeah. Especially when you've already, I mean, there was literally nothing to lose at that point. Like, you, you weren't giving up a win. You, you already had the points wrapped that, like, it was just a spot on the track. It wasn't even a podium spot, nothing. Like, oof, it was just eye-opening for for how he views himself. And, yeah, it, so it's going to be interesting to watch going forward for sure. I mean, obviously, at this point in time, they're, they're the best team in the garage. They have the fastest cars, uh, you know, and to watch that, how that, that relationship continues to work and, and how those guys handle each other will be interesting. I suppose some can argue that that's how you get to the top is by being that sort of of ruthless kind of a guy, but I don't know. I that's just that's just not the way I operate, I guess. Yeah, it's uh, you, you would think you'd you'd maybe want to keep some friends even when you're all the way at the top, but we've seen some guys in the past uh, throughout racing that didn't really have many friends on the track and, and did okay, huh? Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, we've seen some that have uh, become as super elite now. So, um, yeah, I, I get that. Uh, all right, so as we move, I got on, a, oh, yeah, before go. we get into anything, I yeah, got yeah, a little yeah. fun history fact of the day for you. So, on this date in 1985, Frank Duryea won the very first American Auto race. Uh, at a blistering pace, this is per NBC Sports, of seven miles an hour. 
the very first auto race uh, on this date, which we're recording on Monday, uh, November 28th. So on this date, uh, first first auto race in America, 1895, seven mile an hour, uh, blistering pace uh, was was the first auto race. That was the average speed, I guess. So uh, was that a restrictor yeah. plate? race at the time. <laughs> you know i think uh yeah it, it was restricted to what the carriage could handle right? <laughs> seven Basically. miles an hour this was a high banked course uh there was a lot of drafting going on <laughs> at that race oh my god exactly. could you imagine and that was in chicago and actually part partly near where nascar is going to be doing i know this is the f1 show but nascar is going to be doing their street course race maybe we see f1 do something similar eventually but uh yeah, that's uh, just an interesting fact I, I came across today, and I was like, oh, seven miles an hour. That, that had to be quite the race. And I'm sure at the time, I mean, it was a blistering speed, right? <laughs> uh, dude, they were probably going <laughs> like, they, they probably had their headsets on, too, because they're trying to get all the noise from the from the engines yeah. at that point, too. Man, could you seven imagine, miles though? An hour. Boy, seven miles an hour. Now we're talking like 207 miles an hour for these yeah, F1 exactly. cars. I mean, yeah, seven miles an hour now, like we can walk than that right <laughs> Jeez. Uh, peloton riders can go faster than that and they're not moving anywhere so exactly <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome actually I, I never it just it goes to show how far and 18 what was it 18 what 1895 1895 that's been a hot minute ago you were only a couple years old i think when that happened. uh i was three months uh three, <laughs> three months, months. Old. three months old i don't remember i don't remember how fast things moved back then but uh, <laughs> i remember thinking to myself jesus we are we are going absolutely nowhere after this uh <laughs> oh that's hilarious <laughs> uh, uh all right so again as we start to, to turn the the dial to 2023 obviously we know that there's not necessarily a, a long off season for this but uh we turn around and, and and come back at it in march to start the regular season but we've said goodbye to some drivers from the sport we're, we're probably going to say hello here sooner rather than later so i know that you've been keeping tabs very close tabs on some of the the news and notes as we enter into the 2023 uh, silly season as it were so where do you uh where do you want us to start cody what where are we pointing our our compasses right now yeah so kind of the final dominoes as far as as driver lineup and stuff uh was announced throughout kind of the, the racing weekend there in abu dhabi um nico holkenberg is going to replace mick schumacher at uh haas racing which uh he's a, a veteran of the sport obviously 35 years old same age as Sebastian Vettel, who just raced his last race for now. It, there's a lot of speculation that we're going to see him come back. And hopefully we do, obviously, w one of the greats. But uh, Nico is obviously not uh, at 35. He's he's no uh, no new kid to, to F1. He's got 184 career starts uh, under his belt already. So he's very experienced. Uh, I thought it was pretty funny. So he's going to be teammates with Kevin Magnuson, obviously, who's been at Haas for a little while now. Um, when when Kevin Magnuson was replaced at uh, Renault Racing, it was by Nico Hulkenberg. Uh, and then if you remember, I think it was season one on, uh, oh, what's the F1 or what's the Netflix show called? Race to... Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> wow, Race to succeed. Yeah. But whatever. Whatever it's called. You know what it's called. I do. Um, but on season one of that, if you remember, it was 2018 and K-Mag was doing a, a TV interview and Hulkenberg came up behind him 
and said, and they exchanged words real quickly. And then he said, suck my balls, mate, to, uh, <laughs> to uh, Kevin Magnuson on the TV interview, which was pretty funny. And now they're going to be teammates. So I thought that's kind of all full circle. He kicks him out of his ride. Then they kind of had, if you remember back to that season, they were kind of back and forth all season uh, and kind of had an on-track rivalry uh, of sorts going and constant uh, exchanges. And so, yeah, and then he, he told him to suck suck my balls, mate, he says. Um, <laughs> and then it was funny, too, because they went back and, and were digging up all these old clips, of course. Uh, and during that 2018 season, while he was battling for fourth and points, they asked him about Magnuson and Haas, and he said, Haas, who's that? I've never heard of them. <laughs> And now he's going to be racing for Haas in 2023. So, uh, yeah, full circle with uh, with some some disparaging comments he made about the team and his teammates. Uh, so, you know, speaking of the teammates, we were just talking about not getting along. We, it's kind of been a trend we've seen over over F1 in multiple things. Ferrari had the same thing this year where uh, Leclerc and, and Sainz, you know, had, same race, wouldn't give up the position. That was a different situation. They both had something to gain there. It was a podium situation, but but still, we know Shaw was was not happy with that. But another you know situation here uh, of teammates that in the past these two guys have not gotten along at all, very well documented. Uh, and obviously, Nico ha- had some interesting things to say about the team he's going to, which you know obviously they're maybe in a different position now than they were then. Um, but it's it's still entertaining and funny in my opinion. <laughs> That'd be like Kyle Busch talking about Haas who, right? Haas? Haas who? And then now he's right. going well, to Stuart I mean, Haas. Actually, for that analogy, right? Richard Childress asked somebody to hold his watch while he went to punch Kyle Busch, and now Kyle Busch is racing for him. So I guess, you know, full circle in all these these big sports, uh, racing sports, where these guys didn't necessarily get along with the team, and now they're racing for him, right? <laughs> it just, again, man, you, uh, you need to watch who you're making enemies out of because you never know who's going to be that team. those bridges, right? <laughs> I mean, look, no one, no one is probably ever going to pry Verstappen away from a uh, from a Red Bull ride. I almost would wholeheartedly feel like this would be like if Joe Montana, when Joe Montana left the Niners to go to uh, to go to Kansas City, right? It was the biggest thing in the world that the greatest quarterback on earth was going from the team that he'd been on for the, his entire life to Kansas City. A lot like maybe a Max Verstappen to any other team in F1 because he has cemented himself as a Red Bull driver through and through. But, you know, it'd be like watching Tom Brady play for somebody not like the Patriots. <laughs> it'd be like Brett Favre not playing for the Packers. It'd be like Jimmy Johnson racing for somebody other than oh, Hendrick. You're right. We see it so much, Rod. I don't put, don't put anything out there. You know, it's, it's funny. Go, you know, if you go back and watch drive to survive, that's what the show's called, by the way, I just remembered for some reason, but you go back and watch that. And it's kind of crazy to see, uh, I, I was, I went back and watched uh, kind of the seasons throughout the season again or throughout, yeah, throughout this season, I was watching the show back just to kind of try and pick up on some more stuff too. And it's crazy how some guys are in certain positions and stuff where you think, wow, they're never going to leave there. Or even a Daniel Ricardo at Red Bull, you look at it like, he was pretty set up. Yeah, I mean, you're going to be playing second fiddle to to uh, Verstappen, but your second fiddle on the best team, that's not so bad, right? And, and then we kind of see where he, you know, bounces around and and you know, now he's out of a ride for for the 2023 season really. So kind of interesting how quickly things can change and, and 
guys go from the top of the heap to the bottom. Now Verstappen, obviously, I don't think is going anywhere <laughs> anytime soon, but uh, you never know, I guess. Well, and so I guess this begs the question of really just are our teams now at least for the foreseeable future, and, and who knows how long that is. Is it a season? Is it two seasons? Is it you know a, a decade? Who knows? How many years are teams just trying to chase Red Bull at this point now? Because we've seen it for two seasons in a row where Verstappen has basically dominated the field and, and, and brought Red Bull basically to the forefront of the sport. So... I mean, these moves that Haas are making, these moves uh, that that you know Gasly and all these all these other drivers that are uh, uh, playing checker or playing whatever um, at this point, are, are they all just really trying to find out who's going to be in second place come twenty twenty three? Really? Yeah, I mean, yes and no because obviously Red Bull's at the top now, and if you look at any type of the, of the big motorsports, obviously we're NASCAR guys as well, so. You look at NASCAR and there's been big swings throughout time. I mean, there was a time where it was Hendrick, you know, where there was a time where it was Richard Childress racing with, with Dale Earnhardt that you were chasing. It was Hendrick with Jeff Gordon. And then, you know, it goes to Roush had quite a few years where there where they were dominant. And then it swings back to Hendrick and then Hendrick's down and it's another team. And we've seen the same thing in Red Bull, right? I mean, Ferrari obviously has the storied history. Mercedes had their years with Lewis Hamilton. I mean, back to drive to survive you go watch those first couple seasons like everybody was just chasing lewis hamilton everybody was chasing mercedes and red bull you know they made the change to honda and and you know finally got over that hump and now they're at the top of the heap but when you're at the top of the heap everybody's always clamoring for you and they're going to get you and i think we'll continue to see i think red bull obviously with max verstappen is maybe set for a, a lewis hamilton type of run right where he wins a bunch of titles in a row type of thing and, and if you go back through the history of f1 it's it's kind of like that where you get a chunk of a guy winning a couple titles in a row and then it's kind of the next guy up so i think yes and no I, do we see verstappen win 15 races again next season mm. i how can you say that's going to happen i i mean it's hard to argue against it because of what we just saw right but you got to think some of these guys make the gains does george russell break out now you know does ferrari seemingly has gotten their problems fixed they had early in the season i mean had they not had that time period where it was like every call they made was just the wrong call they might have been in that title hunt a little more with red bull and maybe it wouldn't have been such a gap where they were just trying to make stuff up and so i don't think that we're gonna see necessarily the same type of season next season and i think that red bull is still gonna be on top and verstappen's gonna be the guy to chase but i don't think it's completely impossible i don't think you should just mark it off right now that Verstappen is going to win every race and, you know, we're just racing for second. Well, and so to that point, I mean, obviously we won't talk about it this episode. We'll come back and give you a, an episode next week in which we'll start breaking down. The future odds are already out and, and the odds makers have already spoken as to who they think is the favorite to win the championship next year. And not surprisingly, it's not necessarily even all that close. I mean, it's close, but it's not that close. I mean, we'll, we'll explain it all later. Uh, in the next episode, yep. but you know, this is, this is about as, as runaway of a, of a championship call as you can get for the bookmakers. They're trying to hedge for sure. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, Max is going to be top of the board. No surprise there, but I think there's going to be, and we'll obviously we'll kind of walk through it next week. We've done a similar thing on the NASCAR show during the off season where we just kind of go through and touch on all these guys who kind of has a chance, 
where is some good value. And I think there is some good value on the board before you start the season. And then somebody does hit and, and think, starts figuring things out and, and you got the best value early. And, and you know, if you can make it this, the case to just put it all on max and maybe he goes out and does it again, it's not going to surprise anybody. But uh, I think that, that 2023 will be a little different. I, I mean, 13 was the previous record, right? It had only been done twice ever in the history of F1. And now Max comes in, wipes 13 off the board, and puts it at 15. That's going to be tough. There's there's all these records in sports that are, are set and don't get touched for a long time, and then maybe eventually they get eclipsed. But that's that's a pretty high bar that I think it's going to be tough even even for Max to to get back to. And even if they keep adding races to the schedule, I mean, obviously, we you know, Las Vegas is, is new next season as well. Right. So, um, you know, they're, and they're putting a lot more effort into trying to extend this this F1 season, as it were. So, it's more races. Yeah. But, I mean, look, the racing fans and us Come are like, course. yeah, let's go year-round. Who cares? Well, they don't need a break, right? Oh, yeah. well, we're used to 36 with NASCAR. Like, let's go. Give us some more races, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, 20 drivers, let's go. Like, we, we need more races, but... Um, all right, Cody. Is there another another place you wanna you wanna put us toward? Yeah, I mean, other big big uh, news as far as as uh, you know driver driver placements and whatnot. Logan Sargent, um, American driver. It had been rumored, obviously, for weeks he needed to get the rest of his uh, FIA license points, which I believe he's now accomplished. So he's going to be the the first uh, American back in F one here in a little while. Uh, whew, born in 2000, which is crazy to, to think of Rod, but, uh, yeah, he's, so he's a uh, 20, 21 year old at the, at the moment, 22 here in December. Um, he'll be turning. So he's going to be, re- uh, replacing Alex Albon at Williams. Um, FI, he's obviously been in FI two, uh, com- you know, formula two competing there and whatnot, moving up to the ranks. Uh, he's from, from Florida. Um, and so, yeah, it'll be good to see an American back in F1 and give us that, that American rooting interest. Um, and just to speak to America and where F1 is with America, ESPN released their numbers. Um, and they say an average of 1.21 million uh, watched each F1 race, which was up 28% from 2021, which was already a record year. Um, so 28% growth in a year off of a record is very, very good. Uh, they topped out at 2.583 million for the Miami GP race. Uh, obviously I think that one was aired on ABC. That helps obviously when you're on the, the big network like that, but, and having it at a regular time for us Americans <laughs> helps as well. But F1 rapidly growing in the United States, obviously the growth of gambling helps that that brings people in. That's what brought us to F1. Like we've talked about so many, times if you're newer to the show we are nascar guys we've, we've grown up in the nascar range talking nascar and betting on nascar newer to f1 but we've picked up on it quickly drive to survive obviously has helped that um and and being able to bet and, and play fantasy on these f1 races helps a lot but america's quickly following in that pace a 28 percent jump from a record year that is outstanding espn's already re-upped their contract for multiple years going forward uh, so F1 in America, not going anywhere, and uh, we're here for it. I'd, I'd have those big eye emojis over uh, that comment because that is quite eye-opening. 28% is – and look, honestly, what the fact of the matter is that you can still watch this at a reasonable time. Obviously, you're going to have to dodge spoilers if you're somebody who doesn't like, you know, 
to know what happens before it happens. Um, but if you don't mind, or if you can find yourself in an isolation chamber and watch it, you know, a couple hours after it's, ra- you know, the, the, the great part about it, and we've talked about it all the time, there's just, there's no commercials. So you're watching yeah. it straight through. I mean, there's no, the yeah, it's literally just you being able to concentrate on that for a couple of hours. There's no commercials. It's just, it's a tidy little two hour race and it goes. Right, so that's one of those those I think draw points that a lot of people probably don't really get uh, when you're watching. And honestly, Cody, I you know me, I'm a I'm a off the beaten path kind of guy. I have begun to start watching Aussie Rules football. There are no commercials in Aussie Rules football either. Why is it that we as Americans can't get behind the notion of no no commercials in our sports? Yeah, I mean. I, I get it, but commercials, you know, they pay the bills. We got we got our fine advertisers as well. Their bills get paid so, too, though. Yeah, well, I know. <laughs> in a yeah. different way, in a better out the way. way, right? I don't know what Mother's is, but I know they're always up during the race, and uh, they're obviously shelling out a lot of money for, uh, hey, Red Zone does it, right? We all sit down and watch Red Zone on Sundays for the NFL. They got their little ads that pop up around the screen. I think that's a great way to do it. You know, it pops up and, uh, and does the advertising there. They've sort of gotten there with NASCAR. You get some of the NASCAR nonstop stuff, right? Where they play it on the half screen commercial on half the screen. So we're getting closer, I guess, but F1, obviously it's that rocket ship headed towards the moon. And, uh, boy, I'm glad, glad we got on it now. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited for it to, to just keep growing. Me too. Uh, all right, Cody, should we, now that I've just drummed up about commercials, should we step away for our commercial break? <laughs> Let's take a commercial break and then we'll come back and we'll talk about Abu Dhabi and the end of the 2022 F1 season before I get myself in any more trouble. Let's tell you about our presenting sponsor. And that's okay because this is our presenting sponsor. We can do this at least once. We'll talk about win. You ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. You get exclusive rewards right at your fingertips with win rewards on WinBet. Are you looking to get involved in the same game parlay? Who am I asking? Of course you are. WinBet is your home with their WinBet. Build your own, letting you customize the bet that you want to make. Great promos, odds, payouts, all happening right now at WinBet. WinBet has what you need to win. Are you ready to play? Sign up today. Receive a special offer. Bet $100. Win $100. So much to choose from it. All you got to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change terms and conditions winbet.com. Must be 21 older and present in the state. Replay through WinBet is available. If you or somebody you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. If you're listening to this on Monday, which we're getting it out in plenty of time for you to be able to take advantage of this, take advantage of our Cyber Monday sale. You get 20% off of everything in the merch store if you use that promo code CYBER store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. It's a one-day only sale. Make sure you get yourself in there to buy that beautiful holiday sweater that we've got going on. It's called Let It Ride right on the front of it. It'll be great at all your parties. People ask you, what does that mean? You can tell them all about the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, all about the F1 Gambling Podcast, all about the NASCAR Gambling Podcast, whatever it is. But make sure you get in there and get that 20% off. Use that promo code CYBER at store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. 
How many uh, presents are you going to give that are all F1 gambling related? Uh, I think that's all of them, actually. And I, so we had the uh, the uh, Turkey Day football bingo promo thing. My bingo card hit, so I got a hundred dollars to the merch store. Oh, I did God. buy. There's a hoodie that is the Let It Ride Christmas thing on it. So that was one of my uh, gift store purchases. I'm pretty excited to receive that and and wear that for the holidays. But uh, there's so much cool stuff over there. I was talking about before they had those shorts that uh, say "Ask me about my third leg" or the third leg. And then it's like in small print that says of my parlay. Those are, those are pretty great. And uh, yeah, there's, it's very hard to, I, I might've went a little over my gift, uh, gift card allowance and paid the extra. Cause it was hard to just stop at, at you know, at a hundred. So <laughs> Cody's putting money right back where it came from. Heck yeah. <laughs> they pay me. And then I just pay them right back to all the cool gear. <laughs> that's how they get us. You see what I'm saying? Like that's, they exactly, pay us, yeah. but they're like, Hey, this merch store and you know, working for free here. I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, no, not if we get to wear around cool, let it ride stuff. Well, that's, true. <laughs> and F1 gambling stuff. Um, all right. Speaking of F1, we wrapped up the 2022 seasons with the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. And uh, obviously, as we always do, we had bets on those. Spoiler alert, Max Verstappen won again. There's just no stopping that one car. Literally just, there's just no stopping him, man. And we talked about it. 15, I mean, again, like, uh, this is one of those seasons where you look like in the moment, it's kind of like, God, Max Verstappen again. But like, when we look back on this season 10, 15 years from now, when he's retiring it, you're going to look back and you're going to go, holy shit, he won 15 races in one season? Like, we got to witness that? Like, yes, in the time, it's kind of like, god damn, again, like, he's just killing us every week. But, well, not this week. It was actually nice because we got it. We'll get to that. But we got him at good odds to win this one. Uh, but but when you look back on it, like, this is going to be one of the greatest F1 seasons ever. 15 wins. Again, the record previously was 13. I believe it was Vettel and uh, and Schumacher that that held that. Michael Schumacher, obviously. Um, but yeah, thirteen was the record. Fifteen is the new bar. Like we just talked about in the last segment, I don't know that that's going to be touched anytime in the near future. No, and if it is, I mean, again, it's only because they probably added races to it because it's it's difficult to get that many races in a row uh all right so again we started it off with our bets and as we normally do we start at least i did i started it off with a practice bet this week and i gave you george russell over sergio perez in practice one my god cody those mercedes just unloaded from the truck like literally with jump their batteries are charged their gas tanks were filled exactly where they needed them to be filled and they came out practice one just on fire it was hamilton one russell two perez actually was fourth so not too far behind but we did get plus money on this one at plus 110 for george russell to unload faster than perez and it happened so thank god that one happened yeah it was crazy because they were top four in all three practices like unloaded fast ready to go and then they qualify fifth and fifth and sixth it's like what wait a minute we went backwards here go back to how we start right (laughs) yeah it was it was uh, crazy yeah, unloaded quick uh, and started off good. Always nice to hit those FB1 hit bets, start the weekend off right, put a little extra money in your pocket. Uh, then hopefully you took that money and put it over into qualifying. I had uh, the qualifying winner without the big three, obviously Red Bull, Ferrari, Mercedes, uh, to be McLaren at plus 165. Uh, the big three took up the top six spots, <laughs> two, two, and two. And then uh, then it was Lando Norris. 
in the McLaren at uh, in seventh at plus 165. Uh, just talked about that being great value last week at plus 165. He was that one guy. He hadn't quite been the top guy to get the uh, the non-big three top qualifier, but he was the guy consistently in the top two of non-big three guys in qualifying week in and week out. He was due, and he hit plus 165. That was a good way to uh, to kick off the qualifying. Yeah, I mean, that really was, too. And how crazy is it, though? It was front row Mercedes, then next row Ferrari, then next row Red Bull. Like, yeah, they, I've never yeah, seen that. Yeah, they perfectly lined up, 2-2-2. Two, two, and two. It was very strange, but uh, it would have been, you know, maybe if we could have got uh, Ricardo up to eighth and just kept that uh, kept it going, it would have been pretty cool. But uh, that's okay. We still cashed at 165. Ah, so crazy. Yeah, that, that would have been so – that would have been so great had we, yeah, just been able to see – that hold through because obviously for my bet it would have been better but even still um all right speaking of that i i had the set the fastest race speed at red bull uh i don't know it didn't happen actually to be honest with you it was lando norris who had the average speed of 215.05 uh miles an hour for the race so and then mercedes ferrari what's crazy is that max verstappen won but his average speed was only 212 miles an hour, like 212.446. I think this is kilometers per hour, actually, um, if, if, we're, if we're getting crazy. But, yeah, um, how crazy is that? I mean, he, he was cruising and yet still not the fastest car on the track. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, he, he ends up winning by eight, you know, almost nine seconds and, and still is not the fastest. And Norris had the fastest lap on the day, too. So they showed up with some speed, obviously, fastest in qualifying. Uh, in the race, he was the top big three guy in sixth. Um, obviously, Hamilton with the the DNF, but uh, beat out all the rest of the best of the rest after the big three. So, uh, and then yeah, I mentioned eight eight point seven seven seconds was what Verstappen won by. I had him to win over ten seconds. Oh, so close, plus one fifty. I kind of set this up as you know Verstappen's going to win, run away with it. Pretty much kind of what happened, but just didn't quite. I needed that extra second and a third from him and didn't quite get it but uh yeah unfortunately that was a plus 150 so i felt like it was good odds for for what he'd been doing to to win to go winning margin over 10 seconds just didn't quite get there well he was managing tires more than anything right because of their pit strategy i think they ended up turning it into a one stopper which is why yeah, they were a one stopper so yeah i think that hurt because he didn't quite have the pace to just run away with it he was just just trying to milk it and, and stay out front um, and so, yeah, I mean, he was, his lead was seven, eight seconds for 10 or 15 laps. And I'm like, ah, step on it a little bit. Come on, help me out here. And that was really what it was. I mean, Max was even talking about the tires going away there at the end. And he was like, my tires, my tires. And they were like, just, you're already, t- on to it, yeah, <laughs> you're at the point of, of no return, man. You, <laughs> Larry, Larry McReynolds always says on the NASCAR broadcast, I already packed up and left. So, uh, <laughs> you're staying out there, buddy. <laughs> that's, and that's basically what they told him. They were like, yeah. you know what, Max, we got you copy, but you're just, you're going to be out there for a while, bud. So, you know, unless those tires, unless you're riding around on rims, then we're, yeah. we're not bringing you in. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I, you know, that's the thing about the strategy of this race I don't, they didn't set out for it to be a one stopper for him. I think they just, the way he was running and the fact that nobody was catching him. I know Lewis wanted it to be a one or a two stopper for him. He was begging to come in. He was not happy. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I think that's something that they have to give Red Bull credit to is it seems like Ferrari and maybe that's kind of where they were hurting themselves early was 
they came in with a set strategy and no matter what happened, they just stuck to it when it was the wrong call. And Red Bull has been very, very willing to just adjust on the fly. This is what's going to work. And yeah, maybe they didn't plan for it to be one stop, but hey, one stop is going to work. And look, he wins by almost nine seconds. So you can't really fault them for that. They maybe know what they're doing, right? Yeah, well, maybe. Who knows? They <laughs> only won two maybe championships they figured it in a row. Out at this point, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't know. I I, I know watching TV. Um, all right. So then you had that, and then I had uh, Leclerc and Hamilton on the podium. I got half of that. I got Leclerc on the podium, uh, but unfortunately, I missed out on having uh, Hamilton on the podium. For that and and poor Hamilton, I mean, obviously you just feel bad for the guy. He was begging and pleading and just wanting so badly to come in for another set of tires, uh, but unfortunately he does not get onto the podium. Uh, like I said, Leclerc finishing second. It was obviously Verstappen on the on the top of it. Sergio Perez coming in in third. His teammate George Russell Hamilton's comes in in fifth. So, yeah, I mean, again, you just you feel bad. Hamilton shuffled and didn't even finish because uh, of, of his issues on the track. A couple laps to go. Yeah, I mean, what a rough start. And even what a rough start to the race, too. What did he lose? A, he lost a fin, and, and that's what kind of shuffled him back in and gave Verstappen an easier path to the front. So Hamilton with early race troubles and then obviously turns into DNF. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, and then yeah, left fifty six of fifty eight is when uh, he had the they had the first mechanical failure of the season for Mercedes. We talked about it throughout the season how consistent they were, and really you you saw especially with George Russell in the top five each and every week. Hamilton had a little problems, but Hamilton's first winless season that's absolutely incredible to think of, of all his seasons. Obviously, he's won the title seven times, and, and he's been dominant over his career, but. The first season, and now Max obviously uh, hogged up all the wins pretty much, but uh, first winless season by, by Lewis. You hate to see it, uh, but it's, 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 it is going to happen. And uh, yeah, so he unfortunately was not able to bring out the safety car. I think I'm done giving out this bet because I think the two times I gave it out this year were the only two times we didn't have a safety car. But uh, minus 225, so this one hurts a little bit. Luckily, we had the, the plus money earlier on to to kind of make this a little less and we'll make up for it with the max for snapping as well. But uh, yeah, minus two twenty five on the safety car. It just, there'd been a safety car in almost every race this season. Uh, you look back at the previous Abu Dhabi races, safety cars year in and year out. I think it was five seasons in a row or something like that. Uh, so it seemed like an obvious bet, but uh, swing and a miss on this one, unfortunately. Hey, and I can't even fault you. Like I said, because every one of the announcers was just saying to themselves and, and you could hear it. I mean, they were like, all right, uh, any point now we may see a safety car and just, just kind of waiting for it to happen. Like, yeah, come on, let's go. Uh, and yeah, nothing. Yeah. They're <laughs> like, and now, Oh no, no safety car this time. Okay. Well, <laughs> never mind. But yeah, that, that yeah. probably did was the safest bet as any, and maybe we are done with the safety, bet. we'll retire the safety car bets. We'll see. We got some time to think about until March. Right? Well, yeah, we got just as much time as Lewis Hamilton has to think about over it because I had him. Obviously, we both told you Max was going to win. They're just, again, like every single week we just told you Max is going to win. But here in the alternate world, let's tell you what happens if it doesn't. Um, I gave you Hamilton to win and have the fastest qualifying because I figured he was going to have both. Comes out, practice one, just freaking lights it up, right? top of the the chart i'm thinking 
we're looking good. We're looking real good, right? Well, unfortunately, uh, does not happen. And uh, obviously, we know that he qualified in fifth in that that third row there of uh, of the F1 starting grid. So did not win qualifying, did not win the race, did not cash this bet. Uh, I think we've beaten it up enough. But I, you know, you feel bad for the guy. He he needed to have something good happen to him, and and it didn't. Yeah, well, and I mean, that's the thing is, yes, we knew Max was going to win most of these, but you have to lay out that alternate reality just in case it worked for you. You hit, uh, I think it was Checo at 12 to one on the week that he won. So, I mean, you're fine. You're trying to find value. And Lewis was second favorite in this race. It was like plus two something. So not a bunch of value there. So you find the way to make it valuable, which we did with Max a few times throughout the season as well, where he could get his odds to manageable enough to bet on them. And, and they unloaded fast. They looked good right away. It didn't happen in qualifying. Obviously, it didn't happen in the race, but he was coming off the second place at Brazil. Uh, you know, and Russell had won that race, so they had the one-two. It's like, okay, maybe they found something. So I think it was a good bet. I gave you Shaw Leclerc at 10 to 1 for the same reason. They looked good. He was gonna be a man on a mission looking for second. Max wins, yes, but guess who's second? Shaw Leclerc. So had Max not won, guess who would have won, right? Shaw Leclerc at 10 to 1. Uh, but then obviously I said throw the Throw it all on Max at plus 130. He was going to run away with it. Pretty much what happened. We talked about his strategy already. 15th win of the season. Uh, sets sets that, that bar pretty high uh, to to un, be unlikely to be broken any time soon for sure. But uh, nice way to finish the season with, with hitting Max. And plus money, it was like a gift from the heavens. Uh, I guess that was the early Black Friday deal, right? Get him a plus, plus 130 for us. <laughs> I, I still don't understand it. I died. <laughs> yeah, why? Not gonna Just because he didn't it. win the week before, it's like, ah, his odds are in the tank now, plus one thirty. Okay, like, it's oh, it's oh. like they didn't pay attention to the last couple of Abu Dhabi races uh, ahead of time. This is his third in a row now. Like it just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm a bookmaker. Somebody says, hey, let's do plus one thirty. I'm like, you want to lose? You you want to pay yeah. out for real? <laughs> all right, buddy. Hey, we'll take it. We'll take it. All right. Yeah. I know, right? As betters, <laughs> oh, hell yeah, let's go. But as a bookmaker, I'd be like. Mm, not want to go that maybe yeah let, let's give it even money at least but whatever man that's why we're here to tell you when to pounce on uh odds like that for sure and those you know, those are the types of things we got to look for and you get it early in the week because before the race those odds weren't the same i mean he ends up he ended up on the pole i believe uh and so yeah then you're not you're not getting those same odds after he's starting up front like that so get on it early in the week um, and yeah, it worked out, worked out well for us. Yeah. I mean, again, it just did not, he did not even look back. Honestly, did not even look back. It was just a, a such a runaway, runaway win for Verstappen. It wasn't even, it wasn't even funny. It wasn't even close. And, and we weren't even, like I said, the race was for second and for second in the, in the manufacturers for second in the, in the point standings. Like, yeah, that was where the actual battle was. And for a while, I actually thought Perez had a good shot. Right, obviously, but then he came in for that second stop, and that was a slow stop, and it basically co uh, cost him quite a slow stop from Red Bull. That's what really was frustrating, because you know Red Bull's been on fire all season long as far as pit stops, so much so that they didn't even give us an opportunity to bet on them because they've been winning that yep. week in and week out. They have to offer Verstappen, right? But they didn't have to offer you fastest pit stop because they were tired of, uh, of paying out on it. But, yeah, I mean... A slow stop for, for Red Bull was a little bit uh, concerning at that point, and it did, like I said, pretty much cost Checo an opportunity for second. 
um, in the point standing. Yep, exactly. Yeah, and it just that's how it's gonna be. Yeah, but yeah, I guess books books finally started listening to Rod. They're like, God, he hits this every week. Uh, we, we better better get rid of that, right? <laughs> well, it was McLaren actually this week or the last week rather in Abu Dhabi that had two of the fastest stops. Uh, came in with well, a two maybe point. They saved us. Then. Yeah, they did two point three two. A two point three two and a two point three three stop. Uh, Mercedes followed that up with two point three five. But like I said, because Verstappen only had one stop. And Checo had two. Uh, the fastest Red Bull pet stop was two point four four. So uh, not not a lot there. But look on the season, whew, man, Red Bull just killing it. And but of course it was McLaren that had the fastest pit stop of the entire season. They grabbed that one in Mexico. Uh, where McLaren did have multiple times a season where they were they were very fast on pit road. So that's gonna be something to watch going into next year too. I, yeah. If you know if they maybe start off hot again like that. You get some decent odds on them. Yeah. Well, yeah, because it was McLaren at one point nine eight. They they broke the two second barrier in Mexico. Uh, but then that two point oh four for for Perez, the one that one of the first ones we hit when we were giving out your your uh, bets, stood for a very long time until they cranked that one out. McLaren did. So yeah, that's definitely something to keep your eye on because I know McLaren wants to be uh, in in the same level as Red Bulls, especially in pit stops. <laughs> Obviously, they all want it on the track. But if they can't get them on the track, then they might as well try to get them in the pits, right? Absolutely, exactly. Uh, all right. Well, that basically wrapped up the betting for Abu Dhabi and this whole season of the first season, uh, as it were, of the F1 Gambling Podcast. 14 episodes, Cody. We obviously did not start at the beginning of the season, but I, I think I can speak for everybody at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network that we were thrilled to be able to jump into the F1 Gambling community to be able to be part of this, what you had just alluded to earlier, rapidly growing fascination with Formula One racing in the United States. Uh, hopefully it takes on stronger in 2023 with Las Vegas, with obviously Miami still, and just uh, just being able to embrace this sport as an American and as somebody who is a, is a better in the community as well. So, uh, Cody, man, awesome that you came along for this ride from NASCAR too. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad we uh, we were able to jump into it, and yeah, started the season off with just some few betting articles here and there, uh, and yeah, the success was was immediate. And then yeah, getting being able to talk you into to getting some F1 turned on and come over here with me, and uh, man, it's been it's been a fun ride. And luckily, we don't really have to go anywhere because uh, so I was just looking, we have driver championship odds out already that we can talk about. We have best finishing position in the championship, head-to-head odds we could talk about. We have, um, let's see, where I lost my spot there. We have uh, constructor championship odds, obviously. Uh, we also have odds for the Bahrain Grand Prix to open up the season already. And these have actually been out for a minute. We just haven't had a chance to get to them yet. Las Vegas odds are up for the Las Vegas race next November already. So, uh, yeah, definitely come back and we've got plenty of stuff to talk about f1 gambling not really a ton of podcasts out there that was kind of why we were just like man we should get into this uh, i know the f1 money gang has has their podcast out i would highly recommend that uh and i think we're going to try and get some of those guys on over during the off season and have a little partnership going there they do a great job they they're more experienced in the f1 area they've been following a little longer than we have uh, so I've learned a lot from listening to those guys as well. Uh, so I just wanted to give them a shout out. But 
yeah, we have tons of future odds already to talk about uh, and fun stuff we can do in the off season and then get to preview in next season already. March is only a short four months away. It's uh, that's the good thing about racing is the off seasons are shorter. So uh, we don't, we don't have to wait as long as the eight months it takes for football and stuff like that. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Um, all right. Well then next week we've got it lined up guys come back for the, uh, for some future odds, for some talk of, of all the, what we have to offer. I, I'm excited. To and that's the thing about F1 gambling too. There's so many good bets to make. I mean, we've yes. tried to outline they give them. Us, it's crazy. They give us more options than this than they do in NASCAR and so much earlier. I mean, head to head championship odd. Like I don't even remember seeing that ever in NASCAR, let alone having it out this early. They definitely don't have it out this early for NASCAR. So yeah, to get that, you got multiple races that, that we can break down already and kind of, you know, go through obviously max the favorite on all these, but maybe now's a good time to bet them on some of them. Maybe we can grab some other guys at good values now before they kind of break out on the season. Uh, I mean, yeah, they've already got, so the Las Vegas, you can bet not only the winner, they've got podium, they've got top six, points finish, uh, constructor to win the race. Yeah, we <laughs> whew, we can take some deep dives, Rod. I'm excited. Let's do it. All right, fine. Join us next week. We're going to dive deep into that pool uh, of F1 goodness. So, um, all right, well then. It's not. It's not goodbye. It's we'll see you next time. Uh, so, Cody, before we wrap this episode up, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you on social media? Yep, you can follow me on Twitter at Husker underscore Zeb. Follow the show as well at F One Gambling Pod. Uh, and yeah, be be back next week. We can put uh, put twenty twenty two in the rearview mirror now and focus on the windshield. Start looking at twenty twenty three. Indeed. And of course, if you're listening to this on Monday, make sure you get into that merch store. Go grab yourself some discounted gear, 20% off if you use that cyber code, the uh, the promo code cyber. So make sure you get in there and do that on Monday and Monday only. Follow me on Twitter at RJV Gomez. There's a link in the bio to everything I've got going on, whether it's here, whether it's Sportsbook Review, whether it is in between media. Whatever I got going on, find it on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Thanks for taking this ride with us in 2022. 2023 begins next week as we start looking at futures episodes. Till then, everybody, let's go racing and let it ride.